This is PhotoBizX, episode number 545, and today we are talking portrait photography with a couple of photographers who have longevity, success, are more profitable than ever, and more importantly, they still love what they do as much as they ever have. I'm talking about Katie Collenberg and Jeremy Burns, who make up Heart Story Photography from Canberra, Australia, and that interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here, host of the Photo Biz X podcast, where I interview guests from around the world to help you build a better photography business, even faster than going it alone. And I'm excited to have Katie and Jeremy, or Jez as he's better known in the photographic community, back on the podcast. Now, the interesting thing about today's episode is it was meant to be a 15-minute recording discussing their Elevate Photography and Business Intensive, which is coming up in March 2024. This is a three and a half day workshop, for want of a better word, that Katie and Jez are putting together. I have talked about it in past episodes of the podcast. I believe strongly in what they're doing. I love the way they run their business, how successful they are, the fact they still love shooting as much as ever, which you'll hear about in today's episode. And I wanted to make sure you had a good idea of what that business intensive was all about in case you were interested in going along. But what happened was we started talking and this developed into a full-blown interview where we went into marketing, sales, shooting, growing a business, loving a business, nurturing a business, generating repeat clients, and so, so much more. So it grew into a full-length episode, which is what I have for you today. So that's coming up in just a minute. Now, before we do jump into that interview with Katie and Jez, if you didn't catch last week's episode with Dave LePage, get back and have a listen to that one. The comments following that interview have been fantastic. I've had emails, I've had messages, and there's been posts inside the members' Facebook group. Now, I will give you a heads up right now. If you do not like foul language, if you do not want to hear the F-bomb dropped multiple times, skip that episode altogether. But if you are open to a different way of doing business, a different way of doing marketing, go back and have a listen to Dave's interview because he is doing things his way. He doesn't use Facebook. He does not advertise. He spends all his time nurturing the clients that he does have and he builds relationships with those clients who go on and refer him to their friends and that's how he gets known. Now, in addition to that, he shoots video and stills himself alone when he covers a wedding and he is an absolute champion when it comes to his clients. They are all that matters to him. And I think, again, you'll, you'll love his different approach. Even if it's not something that you want to implement into your own business, I think it'll give you a whole new way of looking at doing things. Now, what I also want to add about that interview with Dave is I had a follow-up email from Tony Knight of This Is My Life. He is a very experienced photographer, has been in the industry for a long time, is very successful, is incredible at what he does, and is someone who has also appeared on the show when I interviewed him about his business, This Is My Life, which is definitely worth a listen if you haven't checked that one out. Anyway, Tony is very versed in the use of video and stills, and he, he was a little concerned with a couple of the things that Dave said in case you were frightened 
by Dave and what he said about the idea that potentially we'll be pulling stills from video in the near future. And Tony's message in that email to me was basically, look, don't be too frightened yet. He still feels that's a long way off. He goes into detail about why that is the case. So I'm going to add Tony's email into the show notes for today's episode. So you can check that out and see his reasoning behind that. Now, ideally, I'm going to get Tony back on to talk a little bit more about this uh, in a future episode. But for now, I'm going to post that email if you do want to dive into the detail of why he feels that's not the case at this point. Now, the other thing that uh, Tony did mention that I think will be vitally important to you or for you if you are looking at introducing video is Dave was talking about and recommending DaVinci Resolve as a great place to start with your video editing. Now, Tony does agree with that, but he also implores you to check out Adobe Premiere. And then again, there's a number of reasons he says that. And look, this isn't something I went into detail with Dave in that interview. I just sort of took that on board as Dave was sharing it and moved on to the next thing. So uh, I'm not a big video shooter. So again, I'm taking what Tony has shared and what Dave has shared at face value. I'm going to add all the details that Tony has added in regards to why he feels Premiere and Adobe Rush for mobile could be a a good consideration for you if you are if you are looking at moving into video or adding video to your current business. Oh, and the show notes for this week's episode are at photobizx.com forward slash 545 if you want to check that out. A big thanks to Tony for, for adding his details there. I know uh, I'm not really giving Dave a good chance to come back and, and, and sort of state his case here. And I'm sure he's got very good reason for, for recommending Da Vinci like he did in that interview. So yeah, if Dave hears this and he wants to add a reply, then I'll be happy to, to add that in there as well. You're listening to the number one photography business podcast with Andrew Helmich, photobizx.com. Just one more quick thing before we jump into this interview with Katie and Jez. I did mention in the email that I sent out last week that I've been working hard on organizing and setting up some masterclasses for early next year. Well, what I wanted to let you know about was I have in fact confirmed the very first workshop or masterclass that will be kicking off on the 11th of January. I know that is very early in the year, particularly if you are an Australian-based photographer. Uh, You may still be on holidays at that point. It's probably different if you are in another part of the world. But the reason this is kicking off so early is because I think not only will it be the biggest game changer for you and your marketing, it's also going to be a four-part masterclass. And the topic is going to be AI. It's going to be delivered by Brianna Schrader of Shy Heart Studio in the US. Now, if Brianna's name is familiar to you, she has been interviewed on the podcast in the past for episode 484, where she talked about growing a fantastic team to support her fast moving and very profitable photography business. So she is going to be presenting a four-part training series over the course of the year on AI. And the reason we've decided to go with that format is because things are changing so fast with AI. She's going to be not going into image AI. It's all about text-based AI. So I'm talking about ChatGPT and BARD. You can use either or both. And what Brianna will be sharing is exactly how to create your perfect and ideal client avatar utilizing AI And taking that deep to the point where you know everything about your ideal client. What she reads, 
where she's hanging out, what she likes to eat, which restaurants she goes to, who are her favorite authors, which movies inspire and move her, what she's looking for from her photography session, what she values about her family. It goes so, so deep. Then Brianna's going to show you how to not only generate that information, but then how to utilize it to produce your social media content for as far out as you want to. Like this is absolutely incredible stuff. And I honestly believe this is going to be an absolute game changer for you. Now, the good thing is you don't have to know anything about AI or you could already be comfortable utilizing the different platforms. Brianna's going to take you step by step through everything you need to know to make the most out of these applications to help you in your photography business. Now, again, I said this is going to be a four-part series. And the reason is because things are moving so fast, there's so much content to share we thought it'd be great to split this up over four sessions throughout the year. I'm going to have more details on those dates once we get those finalized. But just pencil in the 11th of January, Thursday, the 11th of January, Australian Sydney time. So it might be your Wednesday evening or afternoon. And I'll have more details about where you can register for that training, get access to the recording and the standalone course once that is delivered, and also the pricing and everything that goes with it. I'm super excited about this. From what I've seen, from what Brianna has shown me, just blew my mind. And after having played with both Bard and ChatGPT myself, you know, I was aware of how powerful it can be, but yeah, I, I was just scratching the surface. I was, I was playing with it as opposed to working with it or having it work for me. And uh, yeah, Brianna showed me that. So look out for that. It's coming up soon. I'll have more details via email and in future episodes of the podcast. Oh, and I should say, if you do want to listen to an interview that I recorded on the topic of ChatGPT and how you can utilize it just to give you some idea of what's possible with it go and check out the interview that I did with John Cripwell episode 517 of the podcast and again if you ever need to find an episode of the podcast you can go straight to the number just go photobizx.com forward slash 517 or you can search John Cripwell in the search tool and you'll find his interview there I think it'll be a real eye-opener and give you a taste of what's to come from Brianna. You're listening to Photo Biz Exposed with your host, Andrew Helmich. I did say there was only one announcement before the interview, but look, next week is Christmas, so there won't be a podcast episode next week. I'm going to take a very rare week off publishing an interview. I don't think it's going to get a lot of listens at that time of year anyway. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to give you a break. I don't want to release a fantastic interview and not have it be heard by you. I don't think that's fair to the interview guest. So I'm going to save that one till the week after. Let's all have a week off. If you do need a suggestion for an interview that I recommend that maybe you haven't heard, then shoot me an email and I'll be happy to point you in the right direction. Let me know what you're working on, what you're interested in, what you want to focus on, what genre you shoot, and I'll happily give you a personal recommendation for an interview that you may not have heard yet. It's andrew at photobizx.com if you do want to shoot me an email. Otherwise, enjoy a non-business week next week and we'll be back to normal programming the week after. Alrighty, if you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. Now, what that means is you will not hear the full interview today with Katie and Jez. I am saving a large portion of the second half for premium members only. The good news, if you would like to hear the full interview with Katie and Jez, 
You can do that for as little as $1. If you head over to photobizx.com forward slash try, sign up for the 30-day trial, get full access to this interview plus the full back catalog, get access to all the membership specials and spoils, including access to the members-only Facebook group where you'll find a ton of other photographers just like you who are focused on improving their business, plus access to so many of the past guests of the podcast. It's all there. It's all included with that 30-day trial at photobizx.com forward slash try. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. I recently mentioned in a past episode that Katie and Jez from Heart Story Photography are putting on a business intensive, the Elevate Business Intensive down in Canberra, Australia. I said it would be the perfect workshop for you if you are based in Australia and you're a portrait or newborn or boudoir photographer. I also said it'd be a great excuse to come to Australia if you're an overseas photographer and looking for a holiday and want to write it off on tax and get a ton of business knowledge as well. What I've done is I've asked Katie and Jez onto the podcast to share a little bit more about the program, about the, well, about the intensive actually, not the program, to find out more about it, to share a bit more about it with you, see what it's all about, why they're even doing this when they've got a successful business, like why take the time out of your business to run something like this that's going to take a lot of time and energy and see what you're going to get out of it if you take the time to invest in yourself and in this intensive. So Katie and Jez, welcome back to the podcast. Jez, I think you've been on before as well. Have you once? Yeah, maybe twice even. Twice. <laughs> Definitely once. It's good to be back. Well, it's welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. So look, I know as we're recording it, we're leading up to Christmas. How's business in Heart Story Photography in Canberra? Oh, good question. <laughs> it's, it's, it's big. It's busy. We were just talking about how we have 24 shoots in one week coming up, <laughs> our last week of work for the year. Oh, sorry, second last week of work for the year. We have 24 shoots. Yeah, it's a busy month. Things have really picked up in the business in the last couple of months after a, a little bit of a rocky year, a bit of an up and down year. So what made it an up and down year? We think it was that sort of flow through of cost of living coming through. We had slightly higher level of drop off in our conversion rate. So there are a couple of months this year where we were still generating the same amount of leads, but then not as many followed through to book. And we noticed that in statistics because we love to track our stats. And then we also noticed that we had a lower lead generation, you know, less leads coming through than usual for a couple of months across winter as well. So we just put that down to, you know, people's reticence to spend money over about sort of three or four months in the middle of the year. So when you guys, when you guys see that happening in the business, like, is it like, okay, all hands on deck here, like what is going on? We've got to put our heads together. We've got to start running more marketing campaigns. Or do you just look back at past years and think, you know what, this is just a little blip in the calendar. It's going to ride itself. We'll be back on track soon. Well, yeah, it's a bit of both, Andrew. This year felt a little different because it was quite a shift. You know, sometimes you can say things like, for example, April this year was really wet. And so we didn't have a great month in April because we had to reschedule a lot of outdoor shoots. And that's a really easy one to just say, okay, well, this is outside our control. We can see exactly why it's happened. So we've just got to get on with it and hopefully we can make up those numbers in later months. So open up a few more spots and just, you know, push a little harder. And that's an easy thing to do. But some of the statistics that came through around our conversion rates and then the lead generation numbers, 
that was a little bit more confusing because it was unusual. So, yes, you can see blips when you look back at statistics and you can see that there's always going to be the occasional month that doesn't do as well as other months. But it's when it follows through in those other for those other reasons, sometimes that can be a little bit more unusual. And the other thing we noticed was there was a drop-off in average sales across, I think, two months in winter too. And those things are quite unusual too. So the response to that was a little bit of panic <laughs> and also a little bit of, okay, here we go. This is the thing that, you know, everyone's talking about. There's that. But then on the flip side, there's you have to find a way to not let it get you down because as soon as you start thinking negatively, you start going into that scarcity mindset, which makes you act in ways that are perhaps not in alignment with your values and your integrity as a business owner. And that's a subtle thing to watch because it happens on the inside. It's about you as the business owner, right? And so for us, yes, we were responsive and we definitely looked at other marketing activities that we were doing to try and sort of boost some numbers and maybe come up with a few extra things to fill some gaps. But it's also a lot about just protecting yourself as the business owner, making sure that it doesn't really, doesn't affect you in a negative way, mentally and emotionally. And a little bit of what you said, just like, we've just got to get on with it. You know, some months are not going to be as profitable as others. Some years are not going to be as profitable as others. And overall, are we doing okay? Yes, we are. So, you know, carry on, soldier on, like it's business, right? Yeah, the last two months have been quite amazing, really. Like, yeah. We just had a, an amazing month in November, which is great. So, you know, the ebbs and flows this year have been more extreme. I, yes. We've never seen extremes like this year before. Yeah. So that kind of threw out the patterns and the waves of the way our business receives income and does sessions. So that's been really interesting. And I think on top of that, we're coming out of the post-COVID era where COVID's not happening or it's not being acknowledged by government, but it's clearly affecting business because we've had the admin side of our business has been one of the most difficult because we're constantly scrambling to fill spots that people are falling out of because they're falling sick. So that's been an added consequence of this financial fluctuation this year of interest rates. Yeah, COVID and the lack of acknowledgement, but it's still happening. But Yeah, the reschedules. And I know we've talked about that before. Yeah, we did a whole podcast on that. I mean, that was a big part of how you run your business, just rescheduling. And it's still, it's, we're still nailing it too. Like it's, you know, there are obviously moments when you get frustrated with it because there are some weeks when all of a sudden, you know, it's like four or five people, but other weeks it's fine and we still have good policies in place to help that too so yeah so for the listener that was episode 402 with katie and i think the title of that uh, that podcast episode was taking control of your business in the pandemic and you know you talked about how if you got a cancellation or you used to just accept it and you had a, a spare afternoon and now it's like no get straight onto the phone and, and fill that spot so you're still obviously doing that fill that spot yeah And even more, we've actually tightened our policies even more this year in that we are a little more strict with clients now about what will happen, which helps them get back in the calendar. Because one of the things that can happen with reschedules is it's not just about filling the spot that they moved out of, but it's getting them back in, in a timely manner that doesn't affect your end results too much. So it's just another level of taking control where, you know, we changed our policies, we got a bit scared about that. And then we kind of went, nope you know what, this is a business, we've got to be tough. And every single time we are faced with having to enforce one of these policies, the outcome has turned out to be actually in our favour. So it does pay off. That's cool. (laughs) Jez, you said earlier uh, last month, it was an amazing month, you know, and your eyes lit up and I could see, you know, it must have been awesome. What does that mean, an amazing month? Well, our average sales were unlike anything that I've seen before. Like people that were still coming through were 
purchasing with confidence. And I think that kind of flows onto other avenues as well in terms of the way that we manage our clients. But the buyer confidence was insane. People were buying, were spending money with us, which was great. Our average sale went from, we normally have an average sale of around 23 to 2,400. It sort of fluctuates a bit in there and we add it up every month so we can see over the year. And for November it was 2,700, wasn't it? Yeah. We had some big sales. We also still had a couple of no sales, which is normal in a month, but or very low sales. But So it averaged out to sort of three four $400 more than what we're normally used to seeing. And that's notwithstanding that, you know, we usually will have one epic sale every month, like a five or a six K sale every month. And so there are always those highs and lows, but it always ends up balancing around somewhere around that 23, 2400, whereas October, it went up to 25 and then November was 27. Yeah. So. so November, we had a few more clients than just the one or two that would spend 5K plus. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was great. So good. So like you said that you've got, you know, you've had some cancellations, you've got a massive month coming up or a massive couple of weeks coming up. Yeah. Did you say 24 shoots in a week? Yes. <laughs> so that could potentially be a $60,000 week. Well, if we got them all, we wouldn't be able to do that many sales sessions in a week. We usually limit ourselves to sort of 10 to 12 sales sessions a week, especially if we have our associate photographer on too. So yes, but it could end up being a really big month. And it just depends a little bit with December because it can be a bit tricky getting people back in in December to view their photos before Christmas. But we're going to do our best to smash it out and get as many in as possible because otherwise you get a hangover in January of trying to you know, as you know, Jez and I love our holidays, so we're taking January off. So we would really love if we could get a lot of those people back in before we shut down for Christmas. That's so good. I'm going to ask you about your holidays in a second, but let's say you have a, a massive month. Let's say you exceed all expectations and you have a surplus, let's say $50,000, just throwing a figure out there. Does that go into a holiday fund? Does it go into a rainy day fund? Does it go into the business account where you don't touch it? Or do you have a, a wild Christmas or a better January? Like, what do you do with that 50 grand? Well, I mean, we have pretty high costs of doing business. So we're always saving for a rainy day. So we sort of know where we need to be, you know, to cover our costs. And then the rest of it is surplus. So it might go back into the business. For example, last year we had to buy a new printer. That was Um, (laughs) $17,000. We've also put on more staff this year. And so a lot of our excess is going into growing the business and scaling the business. And we've been sort of slowly chipping away at that over the last 12 months. And then yes, the rest of it goes to us because we want to be rewarded for the work that we do. So if we can take more money in as a bonus, you know, through our company, then great. Because really at the end of the day, we're in business because we want to make money and make our our lifestyle and our lives you know as good as they can be so yes there's money for us (laughs) and for our staff as well Andrew so we've set up we have a a bonus tier so if we reach that tier then our staff get bonus as well so it's kind of like a bit of a share of the hard work that they've done it's not just us as business owners but we're also looking after our staff as well so yeah we have a perimeter set so that if we reach that then the staff get like a financial bonus. Yeah, we give them cash gifts. Yeah. Unreal. And we are also putting on a pretty smashing Christmas party this year, aren't we? As <laughs> um, a thank you. But I just time. want to add in there, Andrew, about using that money. I just want to throw in there that we are responsible. Our accountant considers us <laughs> an A class client <laughs> in the way that we approach our financial situation. So we are very responsible. We, we usually thing. wait till the numbers come through before we make big decisions about money. And actually, he often says to us, 
um, oh, you guys are like, you could just take the money out. Like it's fine. <laughs> We're like, no, no, no. It's good to see where you're at and what you're doing. So it's actually good to look at at least your quarter and look at where the profits are before you start ripping money out of your bank account. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. How long have you guys been shooting for and how long in business? I'm coming up to 30 years, I think. We're in, I started in 93. But in, not in 94. business for yourself. Like well, I, I started, business, I started business. my business in 2000. Yeah. Yeah, wow, 23. And what about you, Katie? And so, and Heart Story in 2009. So, yes, six, coming up to 16 years and 15 years, yeah. Actually, I started portfolio building in 2008, but Heart Story was launched at the end of 2009. And then Jeremy joined me in Heart Story in the, at the end of 2013. So together we've been supporting ourselves solely with this business since then. Yeah, so it's a pretty decent whack of time, hey? It's gone fast. It is, so, which leads me to my question. Like, you guys, you seem to be, and I'm, I'm sure you are, as passionate about the business today, you know, as you were back then, maybe even more so. And you guys live and breathe it. Do you, do you take a break? Because you guys live together, you're married, you have the business together. I'm sure you have separate roles in the business. But do you take a break from the business at all? Or is it, that's it, that's life? No, we definitely take a break. I think it's so important to take care of you because running a business is, it is all, it's all consuming, you know? So when you're on, when you're working, generally, I think most photography business owners would agree that you are consumed, you know, for a lot of your waking hours by your business. When things are not going so well, it tends to consume you even more. And when things are going well, it's like you're spurred on by your own excitement and motivation. So there's not really any way of escaping. And so what's become really obvious to me over the years is how important it is to take care of ourselves as individuals outside of that, because even if things are going great, even if you're making great money, even if you're booked out consistently and you're feeling really good about your work, there is a cost to that. And it's a human cost. It's to do with your physical, mental, and emotional health. And we both have lots of stories about that, you know, lots of ups and downs over the years. It's definitely been a roller coaster of a ride, to say the least, right? Um, so we have gotten ourselves to a point, and it's been a long time that we've been doing this, where we take a total of about 12 weeks holiday per year. And I really think that this is about realizing that as business owners, there is that extra strain on us and it can be a cost to us. It's not necessarily going to be for everyone. It really depends on the individual and where they're at. But I think people don't talk about this enough, you know, about how important it is to listen to yourself, see where you're at physically, emotionally, mentally, and make sure that your business is structured around your needs and your family needs and looking at your future and where you want things to go, you know, five, 10 years ahead, because there are steps that you need to make to make that happen. So 12 weeks in total and six of that is over summer because we want to be with our kids and really, you know, enjoy that time with them because there aren't that many summers that you get, you know, when you look at the lifespan of a child, you know, living at home with you. And then we sort of space out the other time throughout the year so that we're always feeling fresh, you know, going away for two weeks and putting work down and and stepping out of it means that you can come back feeling really energised and excited because you've just had that rest time and break time in your mind from constantly thinking about it. But one of the hard things about doing that, and I know that you'll know this, and I'm sure it's been talked about so many times on the podcast too, is that 
you know, when you do go away, can you actually step away or are you still on your email constantly, you know, putting out little fires and, you know, do you still have to bring your laptop with you so you can do editing and catch up on things? And I think that in order to step away in the way that we do, it requires a business that can, you know, operate without you being on all the time. And it also requires a lot of planning and dedication to the planning so that before you leave, you're not like, you know, oh, I'm not going to be able to get this done. I'll have to take it. Oh, it's fine. I'll just take it with me, you know, because that can sometimes defeat the purpose of a holiday. I just want to add in on top of what Katie's saying is that one of the upside consequences of approaching our business the way that we do is that I've never loved photographing families as much as I do right now. Wow. And that is a consequence of the way that we approach business and our personal lives. And with that philosophy behind photographing, I think that really helps me. I can't speak for Katie or Ayu who shoots for us, but that really helps me love every family that I photograph and give them something special. And that is a consequence that that flows on as a consequence into the way that they experienced being with us and what they're getting from us. And that, to be honest, is our sales tactic. Like, if people are experiencing what we give them in a way that enriches them and makes them feel connection and love, then that's what they're going to get from the photographs. And that's why they're spending the money they are on the photos because they're looking at them with love. They're not looking at them through a financial eye. They're looking at them through an emotional eye. And those decisions are much easier for them to make. So, Jeremy, you're photographing most of the families, aren't you? No, no. Oh. No, we're still 50-50. Yeah. In fact, sometimes I do more because I also do the studio. So I thought you were only studio and doing babies and studio work, Katie. No, I still do outside as well. Yeah. Okay, right. Okay. Well, I'm going to point this one or give this one to Jez, Jez anyway because of what you just said there about photographing families and loving it. So I know when I was shooting my last weddings, and I felt like when I turned up, particularly to the groom's house, I had to like pump myself up to get out of the car and go, okay, Let's just, let's get into this. We've got. I've got to be happy, Andrew. Now, <laughs> forget every, forget everything else. This is this is all about the, the the couple and them having a good time. So, do you find yourself having to do that? Like no. when you turn up to a shoot, never, never. And I, I recognise everything that you're saying as a previous wedding photographer. We still shoot one or two weddings a year if they come along, and you know it might be a previous client that we photograph, but. I, like that was me 13 years ago. I was like, oh, my God, I have to pump myself up. But with what we're doing now, I approach it with like so much enthusiasm and joy and I can't wait to give them an amazing experience. I can't wait for them to release that pressure of like, I hope my child performs because we just dive straight into the kids' worlds and we just bring them on board and they're having a great time and you can see the anxiety of the parents melt away and then all of a sudden they're all having a great time and then you're creating beautiful photographs and then at the end of the session, they're thanking you. And then they come in and see the photographs and they shed a tear. Like I've had guys crying in the last couple of weeks, which is like, holy shit, I would not have expected that guy to be <laughs> shedding a tear in the studio. Unreal. And I'm like, there's my win. Like, and, they, and then they hand over their credit card for like, you know, a $4,000 sale and they say, thank you so much <laughs> to us. So they're like thanking us <laughs> so good. for taking all their money. <laughs> so good. One guy in particular that. who's he was this stoic, like burly guy who I'd photographed out on their property with their horse and or their horses and and at the end of the thing like I could at the end of showing the slideshow of photos I could see that he had a tear in his eye and his wife slapping him on the shoulder going I told you I told you 
because he came in going, I've never had a good photograph taken of me in my life. Whether I took a great photograph of him or not, it was irrespective of how he felt about the experience. And that is the most important aspect. Nine-tenths of a good photo is not what you see, but what you feel. And if you feel it, then it means something. And if it means something, you're going to want to look at it. Unreal. And so those guys, they spent a good packet of money and they thanked me at the end of it. And I was like, what is money? Like money's nothing. When you're making emotional decisions and you're doing something for your future and your family's future, money's nothing. Like, True. So, yes, Andrew, going back to the question, I never have to pump myself up because I'm so excited to give people that experience. Unreal. Well, the second part of that question was going to be when I interviewed Sue Bryce a few years ago now, she was saying, look, the secret to success is to, you know, find your location, find your poses, get the families in and just do the same thing over and over and over and over again. And that's how you become profitable. Forget about trying to make award-winning images. Forget about trying to do something different for every family. Just do the same bloody thing and you'll make money. But when I look at your photos, you guys, and Jeremy, I've seen some of yours, especially in the awards, I'm thinking, far out. Your photos are amazing. It looks like you're trying to shoot for the awards every time you go out. Is that true or am I just making that up? Katie and I talk about this a lot. And the way that we approach the sessions is we approach it with a one for them, one for us mentality so sue's right like you have to know your locations and you have to know how the light works and you have to be confident that you can go there and replicate some images and we have some locations that we're like we know that we can nail the shots there so we give clients what we think they're expecting to get from us but that's probably what the first third of a session is we cross our t's and dot our i's and make sure we've got like the basics sorted and then from there it's for us we're like what did we get from these people or what are they giving from us that I can give them in return that A, I would be, I would want to enter it into awards. B, if it was hanging in their home and I walked into their home or a friend walks into their home and they see something on the wall, what would I want that photo to be? And that's the driving force, I would say, of the second two-thirds of the session. It sounded like a rugby league cliche. Um <laughs> that I would be proud to have hanging in their walls that's different to what that first third of the session is. Is it a silhouette? Is it a connected moment? Is it their backs in a massive landscape where they're they're tiny little people? But that's the way that we approach our sessions and we try and give that to pretty much all of our clients in every session that we photograph. So, you know, the one for them, one for us policy has been kind of the way that we approach it. So then do you find you know, in the sales session or the purchasing appointment or whatever you guys call it, that your heart bleeds sometimes because they're choosing the photo where, you know, all the family are looking at the camera and smiling and you're like, look at that silhouette. Oh my God, that, that's the one that should be the 20 by 30. I guess, Andrew, you kind of have to leave that outside of the room because a client's going to make the decision that they're connected to and it might be for different purposes. So one of our products is a box set of 10 8 by 10s If they chose the big silhouette shot that I think would be an amazing, you know, 20 by 50 in their home as an 8 by 10 that's a wrong decision. So, you know, I would encourage them in a different way that works for the product that they're going for. And I think that that is probably the philosophy and the way that we facilitate clients making the decisions in the space, in our space, is that we kind of let them lead the way somewhat. Like we can take the photos and we can create an amazing opportunity for them to do something big on their wall. But ultimately, if they don't want to, they're not going to. And that's their prerogative. Like the um, the image that 
a good story for that is the image that I entered into the AWP Awards this year. The one that won. The one that won the national title. They got it as an 8x10 and I had to convince them to get it. <laughs> so they just bought a few 8x10s and that was one of them. Yeah, I was they, like, didn't, you know, they didn't really, when you first went through, it didn't really stand out to them at all. But Jeremy also, he always in the sales room, if you feel strongly that an image has been left behind, he will let the client know. Like it's something we talk about a lot because often we have favourites going into the sales appointment. But he will bring it up and he will explain to them and tell them the story of that image and he'll give them his meaning. And often that will make the client go, oh, okay. So they often do choose it, but they might not go down the exact path that what we might, you know, think is the best decision for them. Because, for example, they may not have wall space. They may be looking for an album. You know, they may be sort of not or they may not want an album, whatever it might be. So they have clear ideas most of the time when they come in about the sorts of products they're going for. But, yeah, that one was that's a great example. And it does happen, but it doesn't happen that often. I would say more often than not, people actually do go for the images that we've created that are really special. I think I would say nine times out of 10 when clients are in the space, they are reverting to me uh, in our sales space. They are reverting to me to help them make the right decision because for them it's, you know, one session every two or three years, whereas for us we, you know, shoot 300 to 350 a year and I'm seeing that many clients in that sales space each year. So they, they want... They want your opinion. They, want they, my, trust, they trust us. Like yeah. they actually say, like, what do you think we should do? Have we left anything out that you love? Yeah, there's a photo that Katie took on a um, recent session in a client's home and it's, it's a layer cake of emotion and history and it's so beautiful. And when I spoke about all of those things in that photo, they were so invested in it and then they saw it through our lens, pun intended, um, <laughs> that the image had longevity, visual longevity that they'll appreciate for a long time. Whereas first time they saw it, they probably just were like, oh, yeah, that's a cool moment. Right. So you spoke about it like a judge trying to talk up a print. Yeah, I do. And and I do all the time. I can't help it. Yeah. (laughs) I talk about, you know, emotional impact, you know, the visual impact and how we interpret because one of our jobs is, you know, taking photographs, Andrew, as you know, doing it for a long time. It's like having a third arm. You don't have to think about the mechanics of taking photographs. The interesting aspect of taking photographs for us is the social and psychological impact that what we do will have on these people for the rest of their lives and their children when they're, you know, 30, 40, 50 years old and they might not have their parents around anymore. What was life like in that time? Mm. So, you know, when people come in and go, we want to do the photo where we're sitting on the log looking at the camera smiling, I'm like, cool, that's a nice concept, but is that a representation of their family? We want them to put up on their wall a photo that a child who's two, a child who's five, a child who's 10 in 30 years' time and they're looking at it going, oh, my God, my parents made such an amazing decision and I I can resonate with that moment because I can feel it from them. So, you know, when you're describing the image, the layer cake of an image that Katie photographed and you're in the sales session with her clients or her family, do you find it easier to sell Katie's work or your associate shooter's work than your own and vice versa? Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. Well, talking about unpredictable human behavior, with everything you guys have got going on, why in the world would you want to do elevate this like in-person three and a half day business intensive or photography business intensive? Why, why do this? 
Oh, look, there are so many reasons. I think we've been in the industry for such a long time that, you know, we've seen so many photographers come and go. We've seen so many photographers close their businesses. We've seen photographers, you know, that are struggling, that, you know, have struggled. You know, we've also lost our community connection to each other in some ways as well over the years because of the pandemic and then the closure of the AIPP. And so we've watched this kind of tendency that we have as creatives to, you know, potentially be isolated from each other, to be in this position where, you know, I feel like I'm doing something wrong, but I don't know what it is. And I wish my business was like that person's. We look at things on social media and, you know, we want to have that thing that those people have. We've been there, you know, we've experienced that ourselves and we've seen it in so many people around us. And I've been coaching other photographers over the last four years as well. And I've seen these, you know, we have so much in common. There are so many repeating patterns in what people struggle with, how they struggle. And we just really, we have, although we've had a, you know, tumultuous journey like everybody else, we have a really successful business. We've learned so much. We've, you know, we've put ourselves out there. We've tried really hard to make our business something that we love, not just something that pays our mortgage. And we just have so much to offer. And we also feel that there's something missing from a lot of education out there. And that's the human aspect of running a photography business. It's the taking care of the person who runs the business, not just the strategies and the workflows and, you know, the tech behind it all, but taking care and listening to that individual and what they need, who they are, what their personality is like, what their energy level is like, what their family needs are, you know, what their vision for the future is. And that's something that we care about very deeply because it's been one of our biggest motivators in change over the years is listening to ourselves and making sure that we're taken care of. We touched on it earlier when I was talking about mental, physical, emotional health. And so, you know, we feel like as educators, because of our business and the stories and experiences we've had, that we have something to offer that isn't out there. And that's that part of it, the human element But the great thing is that, you know, people come along and they can see how great our business is right now so they can understand how we got from A to B. And if we can help them take their personal circumstances into account, listen to them, help them come up with customizable strategies that are not formulaic and are not exactly like ours or XYZs, then we believe they've got a better chance of getting to where they want to be. Because at the end of the day, there's so many photographers out there that are working below where they should be, that aren't, you know, charging what they could be charging because they maybe don't feel like they're worth it or they've been struggling with this weird climate that we're in right now and they've dropped their prices or changed their business model accordingly. And we just feel like they don't need to do that. Like there is still a way to make good money, to have good work-life balance, to be in love with your work like we are, like to still love it after, you know, 30 years for Jeremy and he's talking about it like that. And I feel the same way. It's only been 15, 16 years for me, but I feel the same way. I love shooting. I love, you know, meeting people and, and capturing their stories. And so, you know, I know that was a big rambling rant, but we just, you know, as a coach, like, cause that's the other half of what I do. I really want to help more photographers reach the success that they deserve and the success that deep down inside they deeply want, but sometimes they just feel like I just need some help fixing these leaky holes and I'm just not sure where to get it from. And sometimes the holes are not considering themselves yeah. enough. The and- success is not necessarily just the financial. And I'm testament to that because when we met, I was ready to give up photography. Like 
I was cooked. I felt like you, Andrew, rocking up to a gig where I'm like, I really need to lift myself to do this. Now I don't need that. I, I love being there. I love arriving. I love the preparation work. I love showing them their photos. Like if that's a gift that I could share with people that they could feel the same way about every aspect, not just making the money that they'd like to make, but actually loving doing it because that is such a big part of what you do, right? Like we don't work in sausage factories. That's not what we do. We're dealing with people and part of the people that we're dealing with is ourselves. Mm. And if we don't love what we're doing, how are our clients going to love what we're doing? Yeah. We just we just want more people to really like embrace the journey of business and not feel like beaten down by it, you know, and to know that there are always solutions and things, you know, things can be that way that you hope deep down inside. But you can't do it, you know, working in a vacuum. You need support and and community and that's really what we want to create by doing this. And the people that are already signed up and coming along, like there's going to be the most amazing vibe, like the, you know, the humans who are coming are wonderful and we hope to attract more people like that because it's not just about us, it's actually about that whole community and what can happen when a group of like-minded people come together to share and, and improve and, you know, explore. Sounds so good. What about for the photographer who's listening, who's a sole trader, a solopreneur, they're working, they're doing everything themselves, they haven't got a partner in business, their life partner isn't working in their business, they've got their own job. It's just someone on their own and they want to get better. They want to be more profitable and they see you guys and you've got a team around you. You've got a studio. You've got like this amazing premises. And what, you know, some people even say, you've got even better locations than I've got. You know, people, there's always an excuse for why someone can't be doing exactly what you're doing. What would you say to that photographer that's thinking about coming but scared to? Yeah, look, there are a number of ways to answer that question. Like it's not actually about trying to do what we do. We don't think every photography studio should be like ours. It suits us. It suits us as a couple in business together. You know, we can't run a business the same way that a solo person would. It's actually more about them identifying what they really want for their business. Like that's the number one. And that's one of the hardest questions to answer. What do I want? When someone says to you, what's your vision? Where do you want to be in five years? Like how awkward is that question? A lot of the times you're like, oh, gosh. I could, you know, I can answer that from so many different points of view. Um, but really nutting down into what's possible and figuring the answer to that question out is one of the key things. And it doesn't mean it can't change. You know, you could say, okay, I think it's this. And then you start moving towards that and six to 12 months later, it's changed. And that's wonderful. That's amazing. That's growth. You know, that's, that's, that's discovering where the direction you want to go in and more about yourself so that you can better align with your vision. But that's the first most important thing. And I think sometimes when we go into business, because we've been in that situation, I was a solopreneur. So was Jez, you know, we've both been there. We've been through all the iterations of growth and change and decision-making over the years. So we get it. But sometimes when you start, you don't have that vision. I know I didn't when I started. I was just like, I just want to be a photographer. Like, I want to do work I love. Let's just see how it goes. And then like two years in, you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) I have some stuff to work out here. Like, I did not consider this, this and this. And that's, you know, a lot of people are in that situation. And then from there, sometimes it's like, okay, let's try and solve all the problems. Like, let's try and make this better. Let's try and grow that. But again, not considering you, not considering, you know, that's how we ended up working six days a week. We didn't consider us. That's how, you know, Jez ended up 
when we first met, I, I think I asked you when was your last holiday and you said, I don't know, I don't think I've had one for years. You know, that's how that happens because you're not considering you. So, you know, there's no different um, approach. If I was coaching someone one-on-one, I would not approach the solopreneur that you described then any differently to how I would approach somebody who has a team of five. I would literally start with let's get down to the nitty gritty of what you love, what your vision is. Let's work that out. Let's get into it. You know, and if you don't know the answer straight away, we're going to help you figure out the answer because there are so many ways to do that. There are so many ways to delve in. So it doesn't really matter where you're at. You could be at any stage. You could have been in business for 15 years or you might be in business for two. There's still a way to get you, you know, to the place that you really want to be or that you're maybe too scared to admit that you want to be, but it's like burning deep down inside, you know. I think Jess is going to say something. I'm sure for whoever comes along, it's going to be life-changing. I'm sure of that. Where's the best place for the listener to go and learn more, to register, to get more details, find out where they can contact you if they've got questions? Where should they go? Yeah, so my coaching website, kdk.com.au slash elevate. And you're going to post the link as well, aren't you, Andrew? So you'll be able to, they'll be able to grab the link from you and they'll be able to find out everything about it. It's a very comprehensive sales page with, you know, no stones left unturned. But if they have additional questions, they can reach out to us. They can also book a free call with me to just talk about where they're at and make sure that this is going to be the right fit for them as well. So I offer that service, you know, all the time for anyone considering coaching or education or investing their money. Like it's a good idea to have a chat. And my DMs always open on Instagram as well. So plenty of places to to get info. Unreal, unreal. That was a silly question. I should have said the link is photobizx.com forward slash KDK because I've got a special link. So the listener used that one. I'm going to throw in a 12-month membership for PhotoBizX as well because it's uh, my little way to help support what you guys are doing. I believe in you guys. I love your business. Uh, I love the way you share everything you do, the way you're open about things with your clients and the photographers that you serve. You guys have built something incredible. The fact that you both love shooting and love doing what you're doing after so many years is testament to the fact that you're doing it right. So massive thanks to both of you guys for coming on and sharing what you have today. This was initially going to be a 15-minute <laughs> chat. It's turned, oh, into a, it's turned into a full episode. So look, again, massive thanks, guys. I hope this is a huge success. I hope you survived the 24 sessions in a week. I don't know how you're going to do that. And I hope, uh, hope January is amazing for you as well. So again, massive thanks, guys. Thank thanks, you so Andrew. much, Andrew. It was our pleasure. Love, love it always as usual. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Katie and Jez as much as I did. Uh, Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to go from 15 minutes to an hour, but I loved every minute of it. I do hope there were a ton of takeaways. I hope you have a good idea about them, their processes, their way of doing business, and how successful they are and what it takes to, to create and build a successful business today. So like they said, and like I said, if you do want to learn more from Katie and Jez and you can get to Australia in March 2024, go and check out the Elevate Photography and Business Intensive. The place to go to check more about that is photobizx.com forward slash KDK. That'll take you to the special page where you can get the special price, where if you register before December 31st, you will get the $250 discount. And also, if you do sign up on that page, you'll be getting a 12-month premium membership for PhotoBizX to go along with access to the Elevate Business Intensive. So go and check it out, photobizx.com forward slash KDK for more details about that. And of course, if you do have a follow-up question for Katie or Jeremy, you can hit them up inside the Premium Members Facebook group. 
just tag them in there. I'll make sure they see your posts. If you can't or don't tag them, it could be a question about their business, their marketing, their sales, hiring staff, whatever it may be, anything they've talked about or shared in today's episode or any other questions that you might have for them. Hit them up inside the group. Uh, and also I have links to anywhere and everywhere you can find them in the show notes for today's episode. Plus, I have examples of their fantastic worth. Both work from Katie and Jeremy are featured in the show notes for today's episode. They are at photobizx.com forward slash 545. I feel like I'm saying a lot of website URLs or sharing a lot of website URLs in today's episode. I don't mean to be doing that. Uh, look, the main one to go to is, is this one because all the details are there. photobizx.com forward slash 545. And I've got links to anything and everything that Katie, Jeremy, or myself have mentioned in this episode. There is one last thing I did want to share with you before we close out today's episode. Last week, I also mentioned in the interview with Dave LePage about Alex Vita of Foreground Web and the fact that he has some availability at the moment after we had a big move of PhotoBizX or the whole PhotoBizX website to new servers. There was a few little hiccups there. Some of the recent episodes weren't showing up. That should all be fixed now. Uh, and the reason I'm bringing this up now is I received an email from Adrienne Angelo of Dragonfly Portrait Design and Photography. She said to me in that email, I looked over Alex Vita's website and he does some amazing work. I'm very skeptical of working with somebody that I don't know and that lives out of the country when dealing with so much money being exchanged and especially with something as important as my website. Is there anything reassuring that you can tell me about where I could consider using him in the future? As always, thank you for your feedback and thank you for your podcast. So, yeah, look, if there's any, any concerns you might have about Alex Vita and hiring him to do website work or coding or SEO work or whatever it may be, a whole website design, I will 100, I can 100%, I do 100% vouch for him. What I'll do is I'll read what I wrote to Adrian. I said, OMG. Alex is the most amazing, trustworthy person, and I can't recommend him highly enough. In fact, I was having issues this weekend, today, with the last two episodes not showing up on podcast apps. I emailed him, and he has fixed everything all on a Sunday. I've known him for more than five years now. I regularly email him. I've interviewed him a couple of times, and I pay him a monthly fee to look after my websites. Plus, he has built and rebuilt the PhotoBizX website, which is massive and super complicated with all the courses the membership the premium and free podcasts etc if you need someone like him and he's available you will not find a better person so hopefully hopefully that dispels any concerns you might have if you are looking for someone to do your website design give you an seo audit or build you a website from scratch i honestly i can't recommend him highly enough Alrighty, that is going to wrap up this episode of the podcast Big thanks again to Katie and Jez for coming on and sharing everything they did. Don't forget, next week, there will not be a podcast released. If you do want something recommended, something new that you haven't heard in regards to past episodes, shoot me an email. Let me know what you're working on. I'll happily make a recommendation. It's andrew at photobizx.com. Otherwise, please have the most amazing Christmas. Enjoy the time with your family and friends. I hope you enjoy some downtime, some great meals plenty of love, lots of laughter, maybe even a few presents and just a great time. Merry Christmas and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. 
you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 